so here's what you have to do. In order for him to change, he has to know that if he cracks open a little bit and maybe even breaks, that everything is going to be okay. As the person who, you know, in many relationships is looked at as the glue, the foundation, the, the strong one, whatever. If it's okay for him to crack and break a little bit and open up, then he will be able to move forward and he will be able to change. Welcome to the Healing Her podcast. This is your grief expert and friend, Ashley Lemieux. stage of life right now where I'm trying to make habits that are easy for me to stick to and make me feel good. And one of those this year is eating more at home. You know, we are busy moms. We are on the go. We are working and doing our thing. And so sometimes we can run out of time. I recently found Factor and they have delicious ready to eat meals that make eating better every day really easy. They give you over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Something that I love is that they also not only have meals, but they have snacks. They have smoothies. One of the hardest meals for me to think of what to eat is my breakfast. So they have food for the entire day, including breakfast, including midday bites and more. And it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, if you need to, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. There's no prep. There's no mess to the meals. They are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping or cooking or cleanup needed. And it makes my days so much easier, especially when they are just busy. So I have a 50% off code for you for being here with me. You're going to head to factormeals.com slash healingher50 and use code HEALINGHER50 to get 50% off. That's code HEALINGHER50 at factormeals.com slash HEALINGHER50 to get 50% off. Welcome back to the Healing Her podcast. We have a special Valentine's Day edition today. Today's episode is all about (laughs) love. Wow. No, but... Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Do we have any plans? I literally feel like yesterday was Christmas. It might be because Annie Ray always makes us play Here Comes Santa Claus every morning. Yeah, our toddler loves Santa and loves the Christmas songs about Santa. Loves loves Santa. So we still have Christmas music on in our house, which is making me a little bonkers, but it's okay. Never happened before in my life. (laughs) Not sure how I feel about it, but she wants it. But here we are. Do we have any Valentine's plans? The answer is no, but maybe we will by tomorrow. (laughs) You never know. I'm going to probably say it's a no with a toddler. And like, did we do anything for Valentine's Day last year? We talked about this. You're like, we never do anything for Valentine's. I'm like, yes, we do. And then I was trying to think of what we do. And I just, 
<laughs> kind of ended the conversation, luckily. <laughs> I love a good Valentine's Day celebration. I feel like Annie Ray and I will make treats for Grandma and Gigi and Papa and go do a cute little thing for maybe people. A little, maybe a little craft. Some crafts. Yes. Yeah. I have something planned for you, but you have to wait till tomorrow to see what it is. Okay. So. Well, I, I hope we'll you like see it. it is. We also just got back from Disneyland and it was our first time taking Annie Ray. It was so precious. So magical. And we also went during the worst storm that California has had in years, which I, my heart goes out to anyone who is experiencing the flooding and the aftermath of all of it, where we were in Anaheim. It doesn't flood it like it does on the coast yeah, so yeah. it was just raining a lot for us but we had a blast a blast so fun and we didn't talk about this but i kind of showed mike mike didn't have a waterproof jacket we realized when we got there and so he had to find a disney raincoat and they only had one and it for sure was women's and mike's a tall dude so it went to above his wrists and then he was wearing high water waterproof pants and you were just a vibe you and were I, a disney dad i even sized up yeah you sized even up sized and it still up. was very short you could see half of my forearm <laughs> so you're just walking even get to the top of my butt <laughs> he's walking around in the rain with pants and a jacket that were were both okay. six inches too small for him yeah but we you know, it kept me mostly dry and we made it through and had an amazing, amazing time. It was probably one of the best trips that we've ever been on because it was so magical to seeing it through her eyes. And honestly, as I think about it, it is, it's so surreal to me still that this is our life, that we get to go do stuff like this with our baby girl and that we're just in this place now where I mean, even before, even just a couple of years ago when we would go on trips or vacations or try to go have a night out, we were always stressed, or at least I was always stressed. I was stressed about work. I ha would have anxiety. There was never an off button for me. And now at, at this time in our life, I feel like all the work that I've done leading up to when Annie Ray came... I'm so grateful for that past version of me that just like stuck with it and trudged. Is that a word? Trudged, yeah. treaded, trudged through along. the mud and the hell and the muck to uncover this part of me that allows me to be very present where we are. And so that vacation, that trip was just so much fun it wasn't yeah. a vacation because it was exhausting but it was a very fun trip <laughs> so yep. Yep. we want to talk today about relationships and how we've gotten to this point in our relationship maybe tell some stories answer some q a from you guys but here's where i want to start mike because this is one of the most frequently asked questions that i get and i did a live event a few weeks ago if you didn't hear about it it was so cool, you guys. It was so cool, but it was called Confident Clarity Live. It was this big live virtual event that we did, and the women on it were experiencing transformations literally happening in real time. And a few of the questions, though, that were coming in were, how do I keep this up in my life 
when my partner just isn't on the same page yet as me. He's not involved in a healing process of his own. So it makes it difficult for me as I'm trying to progress. And I think that there are so many couples who are in that same exact place where maybe you or you both of you have gone through a tough season and you're trying to find the tools and the support to get out of it and to grow and to change and your partner just isn't wanting to budge or isn't wanting to be involved or maybe is like, why are you doing this? And it can feel really deflating. So the question is, what does a a person do when their husband isn't on the same page as them with trying to progress or move forward or grow, heal, right? Yeah. So men tend to be very simple in a lot of aspects. We are very simple creatures. We like to wear the same things. We like to wear simple clothes. We like to eat the same food. We like to hug and kiss you as much as possible. Maybe that's just me and it's Valentine's and there's love in the air. And maybe I'm dropping subtle hints. I don't know. But we we are pretty simple. And we just have the same tendencies and patterns. And it's easy for us to stick in those. Okay. So when, and I'm speaking from my experience in my own life. So when a large situation happens to you, whether that is loss, a very large change that was unexpected, something that you didn't have a lot of control over, When that happens, it is very difficult for us to change with it at first, generally speaking, because we are creatures of habit and we don't want to change. Well, and you also, you changing also means that you have to tap into this emotional part of you that for your entire life as a man, you've been told is too sensitive or you're too weak or you're not allowed to feel those emotions. And so the change aspect of it requires you to become willing to feel emotions that you might have not allowed yourself to ever feel in your whole life because other people haven't allowed you to feel them. It's a lot. We are scared. You're scared. We are scared to ask for help Mm -hmm. because we're supposed to figure it out. That's what a man is. So if, if you really want to know, he's scared. He can't ask for help. He can't show that he's weak. He can't show that he's struggling because he has to be strong for you first and the kids if applicable and then himself. And also because of those emotions, he might be in a place where he hasn't even acknowledged within himself that he has those feelings. A lot of times men in grief, this has been shown in studies, and obviously this doesn't apply to every single man or woman to ever exist. But what we know about the grieving process is that men often just want to shut it down. They don't want to talk about it. They want to bury themselves more in work. We've talked about this on episode one of the podcast. It's actually very fascinating and it helps you understand why you and your partner might be in different places. But now when you are wanting to change, because women, how we want to deal with things usually is we want to talk about it and we want to talk about it and we want to talk about it until something different starts happening. And 
a recent study came out. I actually shared this at my live event a couple of weeks ago. There's a recent study that the best way that you can get someone to go to therapy who needs it is to go yourself. Yeah. Watching you go to therapy, I don't go very often. I you think. used to. I used to. And we used to go together. We used to go together. I haven't really had a conversation with a therapist in probably like a year and a half. But I know that I can if I chose to. I want to go back to what we were saying because I think that this question of what do you do if your partner or your husband doesn't want to change. I said what I said at first because we you have to acknowledge, you have to understand where he is. Yeah. And validate that. Well, that's the, but understanding where he is is the very first thing. So here's what you have to do. In order for him to change, he has to know that if he cracks open a little bit and maybe even breaks, that everything is going to be okay. That as the person who, you know, in many relationships is looked at as the glue, the foundation, the the strong one, whatever. If it's okay for him to crack and break a little bit and and open up, then he will be able to move forward and he will be able to change. But the only way that that will happen is if he can get as close to a guarantee as possible that that the support is there. There's no other way to make it happen, in my opinion. I also think that sometimes we approach things really seriously and some yeah. people might need it to just feel a little more fun and a yeah. little less intense. So whether that looks like a documentary on a healing subject or something that you're like, hey, can we watch this together for date night? Or, hey, or there's this cool podcast. I would love for us to listen to this together because it really if impacted me and I would really love to hear your insights on it. Yeah. Or, hey, you know, I'm thinking of signing up for this gym membership because I have this goal to, you know, run my first 5K. Do you have any interest in doing this with me? I don't know, just things that can be fun so that the process can start and it doesn't feel like someone is having to go from zero to spilling their guts out and changing every aspect of their life within a second because that is scary. Yeah. And another thing that is just so important to know about us as humans, we would rather stay in what we know, even if it's hurting us, even if it's hard because it's predictable. We know that the situation sucks, but we also know what to expect from it because we've been living in it for years. Even if there is a better change is really scary and most people will not make it because of the unknown. We would rather stick with what we know, even if it's harder than to choose a new path that is unknown, even if it's going to make us feel better. Mm. So the changes have to come little by little. You stay on your path, sister. I know it's so hard, but you have to stay on your path for yourself and yeah. let your partner see you do it and invite them just keep inviting them to come along with you little by little yep i agree 
Okay, anything else you want to add there? I feel like this is a really important uh, conversation to have. Maybe just adding what you were saying about watching a documentary or listening to this podcast or a different podcast that you found helpful. I feel like when, when you focus it, when they're able to relate to something that they see to themselves, right? That might be the door or the window opener for a deeper conversation or to be able to to reach them on a deeper level because you're not saying, hey, I want to help you. What's wrong with you? You're opening it up and you're seeing someone else's perspective and experience about it and then they'll understand like, oh, it's okay for someone else to be like this. Someone else has experienced that. I relate to this. I feel like I'm in a similar scenario. And so I think that that was a really good idea to to kind of show them something else and and bring them along. I think that was a good idea. You know, it's been so interesting, Mike, because we've been through so much in our relationship. Like I think back to when we were first married, we were totally different people than we are now. And it would be really difficult if one of us didn't keep kind of progressing and healing and changing it would be very different. And I I feel like we are at the place where we're at in our life right now because both of us opted into this really hard stuff. You hadn't done that before we got married, had you? I mean, I feel like your life was pretty simple before you met me. It consisted of... (laughs) I'm sorry about that. It it consisted of, you know, very few things, mostly watching sports center and, and eating tostino's pizza eating, eating tony's pizza oh was it tony's pizza Isle, which, which i remember when we were dating i opened his freezer for the first time and it was full of these tony's pizzas i think they're 99 cents dollar 25 just cardboard that was all that was in his fridge or and freezer ranch. and ranch. i was like sir this can't be possibly your meal plan every day hey you know that bachelor life (laughs) that bachelor life was you were thriving so we're saying this because you weren't always like no this and i wasn't always how i am no we both had huge transformations can you pinpoint kind of a turning point for you you can i can i think it was when i realized i am capable of being and doing more than than what was pitched to me about how I should live my life. What was pitched to you, would you say? I, I would say that it was, you go to school, you get a job, you work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, you come home. Which you were doing which at Which I first. was doing. You come home, you play with the kids, you hang with wife, you go to sleep, you wake up. And you do it and all over. And you do over. it again every day, Monday through Friday, or if you work a weird schedule other than you know that, that was, that was it. What was your idea about what your wife would be like? I, we've never talked about this before. You know, my idea of what the wife would be like, I guess I didn't really know. I just assumed that like, it was very traditional. Like I would go to work, and I, I really didn't even have any expectation about what you would do or who you would be or anything. I just, I never even really thought of it. So I really did go into our marriage with a totally open mind about whatever you wanted to do, you were going to do it. 
And I realized that about you when we were dating for a very short amount of time. That we, yeah, we don't. That's another episode for another day. <laughs> but I realized that like you had ambition, you had motivation, you were trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, this is really cool. And I dig this. And it was very interesting. But so I, I don't know. I honestly didn't have like an expectation, but I, I guess I had assumed that, you know, you would raise the kids. You would make the home. You would have everything cleaned and ready and there would be dinner on the table. Also, to to explain this background of what was quote unquote pitched to Mike, both of us grew up in very conservative, I would say, yeah. religious families where where that's kind of what we were taught. My family did not play a traditional role growing up in that sense, you know, both my parents worked um my mom started working once we got a little older and were in school and everything and i don't think there's anything wrong with this traditional way of life but i realized that it 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 wasn't like this is what your life has to be and once that happened once i realized that i could break the mold or i could create my own path that's also when i realized that these emotions, I have big emotions. I am a very emotionally strong person. And like, I remember crying in public in front of people when I was, you know, all my whole life because I felt so deeply what I was convicted of and felt and, you know, and, and I guess I just realized that like, it was okay to feel these things and to, and to experience this level of emotion as, as a male. And that was, it wasn't bad. It was, it was actually like, good and normal and healthy and there's been times throughout our relationship where you've sought professional support to help the hard emotions that have gotten stuck and especially during really heavy grief periods in our life but it's just so interesting because sitting to you talking to you now you are so different than you were have we been married almost 14 years ago Yes. Oh my gosh, our 14 year anniversary is coming on up, guys. And you're so you're so different. But I think a big part of that is because you have continuously wanted to grow and to learn and evolve and make yeah. pivots yeah. and nothing about our life at all has been expected or traditional or anything like where we are at in our life has gone through so many pivots and turns and heartache that could have have absolutely derailed us but i think that both of us just kept fighting for peace and here we are. If you are a man listening to this and what I have been saying touches you, if you feel it somehow, maybe what I'm about to say will help you even more. It is okay for you to change, to pivot. And in fact, if you feel stuck, if you feel like anxious, you probably need to make pivots and adjustments and changes to your day to day, to your work to your health habits, your eating habits, exercise, TV, when you wake up, something. Because we are not supposed to remain the same. We are supposed to change. You are supposed to continue to grow. We all are as as men. And it's good to do that. 
it is acceptable for you to not wear the same shirts that you wore in high school, to have <laughs> different, new, better friends who align more with your values, to seek opportunities to be with people who think like you and who have aspirations. I hope that that helps. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Listen up, because I feel like I just was let in on life's biggest life hack. However, it is backed by science. <laughs> and I guess other people have known this for a long time, but you might be like me and have no idea. So I have talked about this multiple times before, but I have been focusing this year on creating better sleep habits for myself because I realized that in the morning, I'm just so groggy and tired and not well rested. And instead of focusing on just a morning routine, it occurred to me that, hey, maybe I would become more well rested if I could focus on some sort of routine at night. All right, here's where we enter Ned's Mellow Magnesium. It has helped me so much have better sleep, less stress, less inflammation. I actually took a before photo of my face. I'll share it on social media at some point soon. But when I get stressed and when I'm not putting the right stuff in my body, I can literally feel my face and my joints get inflamed. And my face has changed drastically this past month because of the healthy changes I've been making in my life. Something that is wild to me that most people don't know is that 75% of American adults are actually deficient in magnesium. And it's a mineral that is essential to hundreds of functions in the body. Ned's Mellow Magnesium was designed to address the fundamental imbalances that come with our modern lives. And it helps you empower your natural born ability to thrive as a human. So I drink it at night before I go to bed. It actually tastes delicious. It has three forms of magnesium, GABA, amino acids, and over 70 trace minerals. And what I love about it is that they have full transparency. Ned shares all of its third-party lab reports and has over 5,000 five-star reviews. So become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code HEALINGHERT. Go to helloned.com slash healingher or enter code healingher at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash healingher to get 15% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of the relationships that I am most proud of in my life is my relationship with my husband, Mike. We went through not one, but many really hard times in our relationships, as is normal for a relationship. But there were times in our marriage where I didn't know if we were going to make it through. Even though we loved each other, there was just some really hard things going on in our lives. And it's really hard to support another person when you're not sure how to show up and support yourself. One of the very first things that we started doing so that we could first support ourselves and then support each other was going to therapy. Therapy benefited us and continues to benefit us in ways that I cannot even express. I've told you guys so many times 
how much therapy has been my lifesaver. Also, it helps us be able to know how to show up for relationships, how to set boundaries, how to have hard conversations so that we can have healing together. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're just going to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not, and visit betterhelp.com slash healing her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash healing her. You know, I asked on Instagram, if you don't follow me on Instagram, make sure you go do that. Ashley K. Lemieux, I often ask Q&A questions for episodes like this. And there were a couple that I want to ask you because I think they're important. But one of them is how to navigate hard times as a couple. Because it goes right in line with this conversation that we're having of, well, I want to make changes in my life and I'm trying. My partner is not on board. Often we see this start happening when there have been some really hard changes. It could be loss, a pregnancy loss, infertility, a job loss, having to move, an unforeseen medical diagnosis. Yeah. I think the answer is in the question. You have to do it as a couple. You know, we've had arguments. You, as we were preparing to create this, you said, should we talk about our biggest fight? And I was like, what was our biggest fight? And I'm pretty sure it was the time when you bought uh, these fake swim trunks that when my when they hit the water, the threads disintegrated. <laughs> and <laughs> I still think it's so you funny. do. And I, I agreed last, <laughs> you know, last night when we were talking about this, that in a certain situation, it could have been hilarious. And you showed me some videos of people that did this to guys <laughs> in public. But basically, these shorts disintegrated. <laughs> and I was left with a flap in the back and a flap in the front. <laughs> and it's interesting because we have a couple of neighbors. And if they're in the backyard, they can see in our yard. And so I didn't think it was very funny. It, it, it turned into a thing where... I think it caught you by surprise with how... I was not expecting you to have the reaction that you had. I, I have never had that reaction. All, I've at never, all. Yeah, I've never had that reaction to something you've done. And I, I haven't since. But it really tickled me the wrong way. <laughs> and that was the biggest thing. But here's, here's why I'm sharing this. Don't ever do that again to me, by the way. I won't. Just thank I you. learned. And thank you for doing it only when it was just you and I together, by the way. <laughs> but... But the thing is, is that even after that, like it really hurt my feelings. I did not think it was funny, but you still move forward as a couple. That was a real, it, it was a really big deal, right? Like just think about the time that your significant other has pissed you off the most ever. And, and it really made you mad for like a couple of days. Like that was what happened here. Everybody's stories are different, but you just have to make the decision to move together through it as a couple. And, you know, we've had other disagreements and arguments and fights before too. Can you think of any that that we had that you would want to mention or? I, I honestly can't. I mean, we get bugged by each other, you know, annoyed with each other, have a little 
disagreements because we would do things differently than the other person. But I think that but that's just, normal. It's normal. And you, you realize that it's normal and you just make the decisions to move forward together. And I think that that also means, though, is that both of both. you have to come to the table humbly. Yes. And you know, looking for ways to improve and to communicate how you're feeling and to honor how your spouse is feeling. I think that a lot of times conflict in really unhealthy relationships is where one person is always having to take the blame to keep the peace. Yeah. And when you keep the peace for someone else, it just creates a war within yourself. And I think that that's one of the hardest relationships to be in which is again why therapy is so important but then circles back to well what if my partner won't won't do that with me um and so then it has to start with you here's a really good question if you guys were ever in debt how did you get out we're struggling and deeply depressed with it when we got married we had i probably had i don't know a few hundred dollars in my bank account Maybe you did too. We did not have very much. We didn't much. have very much at all. We were in college. We were trying to pay for college. We used our money from that people gifted us for our wedding as a down payment, a $1,500 down payment on a $50,000 condo that we bought in the housing kind of crisis. Um, it was a short sale. And, you know, that was lucky for us that the housing market was that bad at that time. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to afford to live anywhere. And um, we were severely in debt. And I think that for both of us, we both knew that that was not a feeling that we wanted to feel for the rest of our lives or for even a day longer. And we worked so hard to figure out a way where we could generate enough income where we could start paying off debt and also start a savings for a life that we wanted to live. And I want to be clear here that it is not the people with the most money who are working harder. Okay. Being in debt does not mean that you are not working as hard as people who are working who have money. Being in debt means that we need to get creative. We need to get creative. We need to figure out how to bring in more income for us. I used to go thrifting. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this in a podcast episode, didn't we? I used to go thrifting and then resell those clothes online, marking them up sometimes a thousand percent to make money. I was hand stamping jewelry on the side <laughs> outside of our apartment you took a huge job change that was unpredictable, but also we knew that it was worth a shot. And again, sometimes we just feel more comfortable knowing how bad things suck than taking a leap, but you got to take the leap. So talking about it together is so important. And if you are in this place where you feel just deeply stressed about money. There are so many people who do, and I don't want you to think that it's because you've done something wrong, and I want you to know there is a way forward, there is a way out. I also highly recommend listening to money affirmations or meditations. I think sometimes 
we we don't even know what we're deserving or capable of mm-hmm. and it feels scary to us mm-hmm. to think that we could ever not be that we could get debt. out of this situation uh-huh. the only thing to add i believe i have is in order to get rid of debt you have to make more than you're spending and there are a couple of things that you can do I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a logical, practical guy who's had to do this before. You either decrease what you're spending and or you increase what you're making. So you literally hand-stamped jewelry that if you go to where we used to live and look in the right spots on the sidewalk, you'll be able to see the imprints of the letters and the numbers that you stamped. We figured out ways and things that we could do in order to make some extra money. We would Airbnb our place so Mm -hmm. that we could afford to go travel. Yep. And then once you learn new skills, then you can turn those skills into other things and other ways to make more money. It is a very suffocating feeling to be in debt and to not believe if and not know you know, what the future is like financially. It feels suffocating and it is all consuming. Start with what you can control, which is spending, and then start making money doing things that you can do or sell in an extra capacity from whatever your regular job is. And that is how you can start to turn the corner. Yeah, that's what we did. And we've, we figured out ways to do that, that we're not trading our time. Mike and I do not trade our time for money meaning if mike has a coaching client he doesn't say i'm a hundred dollars an hour it's bigger than that and so i think that a lot of us because of the nine to five job just world that we've been sold and told is what we're supposed to do um, it's hard for us to imagine that we don't need to trade our time for money and so figuring out a way where you don't have to trade your time for money your return can be greater and that is the biggest thing that we learned how to do to get us out of debt and to start making money and now to live in the abundance that we have now okay there's one more thing that i want to talk about before we end because i think it's so fascinating what what are things that we do as a couple that i would assume most couples do not do and people don't probably know that we do uh the first thing that i can think of that i think more people will do this than i think but we still i I don't even like calling it baby talk oh my gosh you're bringing this up aren't you i like i like just calling it sweet like when you talk to me in this way, I know that you're in a really good mood though. We talk baby talk, you guys. It's so embarrassing. Your sister calls it baby talk and <laughs> you call it baby talk. It's just being sweet to each other, but it's talking like you would to a baby to each other. It's, I don't know if any, very many people do that. Okay, moving on. Let's never speak of uh, this one again. Something else that we do is that we each have our separate bank accounts. Yes. Which... You know, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do, but one way that women lose a lot of freedom and independence in their marriages and partnerships is not having access to money or having money controlled. We're both on both accounts. We're both on both accounts, but we both have our own accounts. And 
there is not a person in our relationship who is in charge of the money or who is in charge of what you're allowed to spend. It is something that we both take ownership over and we talk about and that we feel freedom with. And I think that is so important. Something else that we do, highly recommend we use two separate blankets to sleep at night. Yeah. Saved saved our marriage. It's mostly because you move around a lot. I just like to be comfy and cozy, and you I cannot be comfy and cozy not having control over your blanket placement. You are a blanket stealer, and I happily gave you your own. <laughs> no more stealing my blanket. We love we love our own. Uh, That's a good one. I know. Anything else that we that do? Is, that is probably not a very common thing. I mean, people probably would think to sleep in their own bed before they would like sh have their own blankets there have been times where we're like should we sleep in separate rooms <laughs> nice so that we I can wonder sleep if that's a common thing i wish i could poll people i, I it actually can be really healthy for your relationship so that you are both resting at night and then getting the sleep you need should we try it We've talked about this, but we both think that we wouldn't be able to sleep without the other person sleeping next to us. I really feel like I would have a hard time. Yeah, I would have a hard time. I think you'd have to get used to it, but we don't need to. Now we all, okay, so we also got a bed that is kind of split in half at the top and you can control the settings on each side for the softness and the hardness of it. And so when we move or wrestle around, the other person doesn't feel it anymore. And I think that that has I been super helped. helpful because I'm such a light sleeper that I wake up almost on Pretty anything. Easily. And that's honestly one of the reasons I don't sleep in another room is because I don't want to not sleep on that bed. It's really nice. Yeah, the bed's legit. <laughs> It's very comfortable. I, I don't, can you think of any other thing that we... I don't know. You always fill up the gas tank and take out the trash. Yes. I believe you said because that's a guy's job. <laughs> I tell him that's a guy's job. And so my question... Because I don't want to do it. My question usually after you say that is, oh, what are the girls' jobs? And then you give me a really great look and we don't talk anymore after that about it anyway oh my I, gosh i just want to add you know it's so important to just have fun one of the one of the mm -hmm. reasons i love ashley so much is she just is so fun that's so nice and you know what is really meaningful about that is that there were a few years where we weren't fun and i wasn't fun no you weren't and I wasn't either, but you really, you really weren't I, fun. All anymore. the fun, all the joy had been sucked out. I didn't know how to have fun anymore. We, I, I was too didn't. sad to have fun. What, we were like, why? What is the point? What's the point? But I think it was, a, I think it was in 2019 was kind of this turning point where we intentionally set a goal to have more fun together. And we started doing TikTok dances together. Do you remember that? <laughs> We just started doing like silly things yes. and we're like, we are going to make ourselves have fun and we're going to let loose a little bit. It's a choice. It's an intentional choice. Yeah. It's just as much of a choice to move forward after a fight or talk baby talk and be silly. <laughs> you are so fun. And that's one of the things I love about you so much is because you just make me happy. Like just being around you and watching you go... Hey, Andy Ray. Like you talk like that to Annie Ray all the time. You're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, who are, who are you? 
<laughs> Annie Ray's like sometimes no, Annie Ray eats it up. Eh? Oh, she no, I know. And sometimes she goes so crazy and she's so fun. And I'm like, how did we get this? It's you, sweet little human. But then I'm like, well, she sees me and Mike be so wild and all day, and, and so fun. she knows that she's allowed to be she silly and allowed. have a personality. But <sighs> you're the best. I don't want this to turn into a huge mushy. No, it's fest, not mushy. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. This brings us to love languages. Should we save that for another day? I honestly we feel have like very my, different love languages I than each other. I honestly feel like my love language is, has changed. You do? Okay. This is another day conversation. We'll talk. Do you want us to talk about love languages? DM us or comment on this post on Instagram if you want us to talk about love languages. Or you can you can leave it um in the Spotify comments if yeah, you want us to do a Spotify podcast comments. on love languages because it's super helpful and really eye-opening you might receive love so differently than you think and your partner might be giving you love in the way that they want to receive it but you're not connecting with it because that's not how you actually want to receive mm -hmm. love so anyways we hope this podcast episode was helpful happy valentine's day whether you are in a relationship or single or healing through heartache. You are loved and adored and you are a sweet treasure and I'm so happy that you're here. And until I see you again next week, take good care of yourself. I love that part. <laughs> Bye. I'm so honored you joined us for this episode of the Healing Her podcast, where healing isn't just a destination, it's an empowering, transformative adventure. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss brand new episodes each Tuesday. And if you're ready for more tangible tools, make sure you grab my best-selling book, I Am Here, wherever books are sold or in the link in the show notes below. Take good care of yourself until I see you again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.